If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Uh, welcome in. I'm Ross Simmons, founder, CEO of Foundation Marketing. I am also the host of Create Like the Greats, a podcast where I take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. On this segment of the show, these journal entries, I take you a bit behind the scenes into my world, into the things that I'm working on, the things I'm thinking about, experimenting with, and so much more. It's that time, folks. Some of you don't know. Some of you do. It's fantasy football season. One of my favorite times of the year. Call me a geek. Call me a nerd. Call me unproductive. Call me whatever you want. But I am so excited for fantasy football season to get started. It is something that I have played for many years. It's something that in many ways started my obsession with social media and technology. It actually all started back in my first year of university when things like Facebook didn't exist. I procrastinated not by scrolling through social media. I procrastinated by writing a daily fantasy football blog for a website at the time called Sporting News. And that blog had quite a bit of success on that site. It generated a a loyal following. And after about a year or two of blogging about football and helping people all over the world win their first championship, I decided that I was going to start a business of it. I integrated that blog with an e-commerce platform. I sold football memorabilia and was able to cover tuition for about two years. Now, to be blunt, I have been a fantasy football hardcore junkie ever since. I started this show with a major reference that some of you might get. It's to the Fantasy Footballers, one of the top podcasts in fantasy sports. Um, Major kudos to that team over there. They do an amazing job creating content for the fantasy football uh, community. And I I share, I want to share in this episode some of the lessons that I have learned about marketing, about entrepreneurship, and about business that come directly from fantasy football. Now, this might for some seem strange. Ross, what are you talking about? How can you learn anything from fantasy football? How can you even encourage people to play fantasy sports, play fantasy football? This is not something that you should encourage. It drains people's time. Do you know how many hours are wasted every single year by people who are playing fantasy sports instead of just doing the work? I know, I know, I see it all. I've seen it all, I've done it all. I, I know right? I know you don't need to tell me, but I do believe if you approach fantasy sports the right way, you can get a lot of valuable skills from being a fantasy football geek. I learned a lot about Excel just from obsessing over fantasy sports. I learned a lot about how to program from fantasy sports. I learned a lot from fantasy football, and I think there's a lot to to be gained even today if you're somebody who's into fantasy sports no matter what sport in particular you're interested in there's a there's a ton of value that you can have so i want to go through in this episode some of the things that i have learned over the years from playing fantasy football let's get into it If 
Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution program, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. All right. So the first thing that you learn in fantasy football is that you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. There might be some parallels to fantasy sports and poker because it's probably both gambling. But in fantasy football, you go through a draft before the season. And when you go through that season, you essentially build your team. You build a team of players that you believe are going to be valuable, players that you believe are going to support and help carry your team to the championship. Now, the way that it works is you spend time identifying players who, based off of your lottery pick, gives you a certain chance of drafting and picking certain players who will be on your roster. When you start to select these individuals and these players, you sometimes start to get like a connection to these players because you chose them over hundreds of other players. A lot of fantasy football players, people who play fantasy sports, put a lot of time and energy preseason, which is right now, listening to podcasts, reading books, looking at data, trying to find an edge, trying to find an edge that will help them find a way to draft a player who can just take their season to the next level. And once in a while, you draft a player who just doesn't live up to your expectations. And in those situations, you have to essentially make two calls, right? You can either wait and see whether or not this is going to work out, or you can trade or drop this individual, this player, before the damage is done to your team and you might get a few losses. More often than not, it's easier to just keep a player and keep your fingers crossed. But when you think about this from a business lens, when you think about this from an entrepreneurship lens or a partnership lens, the stakes are longer than just a regular season of football. The stakes that you're paying with and playing with are essentially the livelihood of your business, the livelihood of yourself, your career, your success, whether or not you achieve your KPIs, your goals. It can be a lot more impactful if you make the wrong decision. And in business, you have to understand if an idea that you're pouring your heart and soul into or getting no traction, no revenue, no results, or no interest, you might have to just fold the cards. If you've got someone who you've invested time in on your team and continuously you're not seeing the traction, you're not seeing the results, you might already believe that you might see the potential, you might believe in the potential, but if the potential is never realized, then you might have to just walk away. The same issues arise in fantasy sports. You believe that this player is going to carry you to the championship. You believe that this player that you drafted in the second round is going to work out, but then they get injured. Maybe somebody else shows up on that same team and is able to just be great. And you have to make a call. You have to make a call on whether or not you should hold on or try to trade or drop them. 
This is the reality. If you don't believe it's a good fit, you have to walk away. Trust me, it's always worth it. Rather than waiting way too long to make that decision, sometimes you just gotta know when to fold them and you gotta know when to hold them. Never bench your studs. You never bench the best player on your team. When I think back to my fantasy football career, you essentially, I'll give some people some context who might not be familiar with fantasy sports, but let's say you have a team of 20 players. The top players you typically get in the first three rounds. Over the season, maybe one or two of those players that you took in the first three rounds, meaning you were able to select them at a high value pick, start to not exactly show up the way that you would have expected. These players might struggle. They might not get traction. They might not be getting the amount of yards that you expected, the amount of touchdowns. And they might have even just had back-to-back bad weeks that cost you wins in the league. Now, standard advice in the fantasy community is never bench your studs. But when I look back at my fantasy career, the moments that I have the most regret are the moments when I overthought situations and I decided to bench my studs in exchange for somebody who had a ton of potential or for somebody who I saw someone on Reddit put up a post saying that this player could break out. I'm like, I got to ride that train and I bench one of the top players that I picked. And that top player ultimately goes off and has an amazing game. There's nothing worse. There's almost nothing worse in fantasy. When you're looking for a win, do you put in a no name on a hot streak or a future Hall of Famer who just hasn't played well in the last two weeks? You always go with the future Hall of Famer, folks. It's more likely that your overnight celebrity puts up a goose egg than it is that you're going to see a actual Hall of Famer put up a disappointing week time and time again. Often in fantasy football, we pay way too much attention to the media and we don't actually focus on the reality of the value of someone that you took, right? In business, you got to do whatever it takes to ensure that your top talent, the people who are great, are taken care of, and that the people who are great are set up to perform. A star will perform best when they are challenged, when they're given freedom, and when they're surrounded with people who are just as, if not smarter than they are. From there, you just don't bench these people, folks. You give these people the tools, the resources, and the environment that are going to allow them to win. You don't bench your studs. You throw them in. You give them information. You give them data. You give them the resources that they need to excel to turn that potential that you may have seen into reality. The studs on your team need to be celebrated and rewarded because the C players and B players who see it are also going to look at that and say, oh, I have to step it up, right? Focus on your studs. Make sure that the people who are performing at a very high level know that they're performing at a high level and celebrate them. Never let them just coast. Never let them sit on the bench when they have an opportunity to go in to the actual game and win for you. I know when it comes to fantasy football, you don't always want to kind of just say, all right, I know this person has always been good. I just got to let them ride it out. But you kind of just have to, right? You kind of just have to. And yes, there's no real relation in fantasy sports where a player who's on your bench can look at the stud and be like, oh, I'm motivated because I see this person playing well. That doesn't exist. But my, my point is, In the real business world, the people who perform at a high level are people who everyone watches. And when those people are being watched, 
other people look at that and they say, I'm going to level up my game as well. This isn't fantasy sports. We're talking about real life here. In real life, if you see someone excel, if you see someone thriving at something and you look at them and you say, I'm jealous, that's the wrong mentality. If you look at them and you say, I'm inspired, I'm ready to go, then that is the mentality, that is the perspective that you should have. And that is a perspective that you should embrace. I'll never forget when I first got started in marketing, I joined a, an ad agency and there was this one guy who could do an amazing job at presenting and public speaking. He was actually my manager. And uh, we would go into a pitch, we would go into a client meeting and every single time he had the people just like, mesmerized with his charisma, with his ability to own the room, to go in and speak about an idea, to take them on a journey through a facilitated dialogue. And I was in awe because that was a masterclass, in my opinion, on how to present, how to connect with a client, how to build a relationship with a client. And I wanted to emulate it. So instead of looking at that and saying, oh, this is just what they do, I studied it. I wrote notes. I took notes to keep track of what they were doing so well in the room, how they were able to engage, how they had eye contact, how they would always really listen and show that they were listening, how they always made sure that they had croissants and fruits at the table. Simple tiny things went a far away. And when I studied that, I was able to learn it, emulate it, and eventually, by the time I left that agency, I remember them saying to me, Russ, this is, it's interesting to see the student has become the master. And that came from, again, watching them, watching them do their thing, and eventually, I was able to get relatively close, if not better, and I know it doesn't sound humble to say, at doing that exact same thing. All right, another one, remove all personal bias. This is huge, folks. Remove your personal bias from your decision-making. I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, and when I have the opportunity to draft an Eagle in fantasy football, I typically draft an Eagle. It's very difficult to shake that personal bias, right? Don't get me wrong, it has done me well over the last two years. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say it on the podcast right here, right now. I believe going to be finishing the season as a top two quarterback. I hope my fantasy football league doesn't listen to this. But I think AJ Brown will also finish as a top five wide receiver. I can remember back in the day, I'm going to take some of you back into time, take you back into time. I once almost traded my entire team for Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb was a, a former Eagles QB because I was simply a fanboy of the Eagles. I was willing to give it all. Michael Vick, when he was playing for the team, same thing, right? In fantasy football, you really do come up against an internal battle when you have a favorite team. I know it sounds silly and it sounds very ridiculous, but when your team in fantasy football, let's say I have a quarterback like Josh Allen who plays for the Buffalo Bills and he's up against the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm stressing over whether or not Josh Allen is going to have a good game or not. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I hope Josh Allen has a good game, but at the same time, I hope the Eagles have a good game so they can, at the end of the day, come off with a win. I can remember having uh, players for other teams and trying to make the decision that I would just bench them because they were playing the Eagles, right? Horrible, horrible decision. Not the right move. You need to remove your personal bias. In business, 
you also are going to run into this. We're all people. We're all people. We're all made up of emotions. We're all made up of a bunch of chemicals. And when those chemicals are flowing through our bodies, you start to have personal connections. You allow biases to creep in. You have personal connections with people. But you always need to find a way to put aside those personal feelings and put the business first, to put the interests of the greater good of the business, of the organization, of the team, of the mission, of the vision, of what you are striving for first. Whether you hate someone you need to work with or you love someone that you need to fire, business is oftentimes a very conflicted place because personal relationships, personal opinions have to be put on the back burner in the name of good business, in the name of success. And I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult because I have lived this my entire life. As a Canadian, and I'm throwing that Canadian stereotype out there, as a Canadian, it oftentimes has felt like it is more difficult to make these tough calls, but it is so key, folks. The moment that you start being willing to remove your personal connection from decisions, you start to go faster. You start to move in a faster rate. You have to do it. It's not easy. It's very difficult, but it is key to actually finding success. All right, in fantasy sports, smack talk must be used regularly. (laughs) But in the real world, in business, eh, there's a thin line, right? You have to be careful, right? The gift of gab is definitely something in fantasy sports that I will use on the regular. I will just talk smack, like left, right, and center. There's no hold bars. Um, I'm going to talk smack all day, every day in fantasy football. It's a no-brainer. It's what needs to be done. Some of you are like, this is so immature. This sounds so... It is. It 100% is. That's the purpose. The purpose of fantasy football is to have an escape from the day-to-day just to be able to kind of talk smack and have fun. It's 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 like Dungeons and Dragons for jocks, people who like sports, right? But essentially, you need to be able to talk trash. In business, you don't really do that, right? Like in business, you're not talking trash to your employees, you're not talking trash to each other, your colleagues, or you might get fired. But what you can do, what you can think about when it comes to this whole concept of smack talk, you can smack talk people who are doing it wrong within your industry. You can smack talk competitors who have taken a position that is different from yours, and you can use it to your advantage. What do I mean by this? Let's think about back in the day, I'll take you back in a time a little bit, maybe two to three years ago, Burger King rolled out an ad. And in this ad, they essentially showed one of their burgers and that burger was covered in mold. Now, in that ad, they were essentially saying, our burgers get moldy, but one of our competitors, their burgers do not. And they showed that competitor's burger versus theirs. And they did a time lapse and they showed that their burgers got very moldy while the competitors didn't. And they said, which burger do you want to eat? The one that gets moldy, aka real food, or the one that doesn't, aka something's going on here. That's That's smack talk. That is talking trash. And in business, sometimes that's the play. Sometimes that's what you've got to do. If you want to win in the game of business, sometimes you've got to talk a little bit of smack to get where you want to be, and it can work extremely well. All right, another fantasy football tip that I want to leave you with is identify potential issues before they arise. 
NFL season has a ton of different weeks. In all of these weeks, different things happen. For some weeks, there's bye weeks. In some weeks, you have fantasy football playoffs. And in some weeks, you actually are going to have your entire team on a bye, which could be a problem. So when you're thinking about your fantasy team and you're trying to plan your, your, your season, having five players off in the same week is pretty much a guarantee that you're going to get an L. You're going to lose that week. It's a recipe for disaster. And one week like that can actually be make or break of whether or not you make it to the playoffs. And the playoffs happens to be the last, last four weeks of the season, but every league is different. In some leagues, it's week 15, 16, 17. Some leagues, it's 16, 17, 18. Right? It differs depending on the league. Now, here's where it gets even more difficult. In certain regions, as you go later into the season, the conditions change. Snow happens in certain seasons. In some seasons, in some uh, stadiums, you're gonna see not just snow, but you're gonna see players not actually play. Why? Because they've made the playoffs. And when they make the playoffs, their coach decides that they're going to rest them for that last week so they don't play. That can be a difficult spot. So what you need to do in fantasy sports is actually look ahead a bit and see, am I, are my players going to be off all on the same week? Or are they gonna be playing? The same thing you have to do in business, folks. In business, you need to start thinking in advance. You need to understand things that are happening in the future. So for example, let's say I sell a product that every single year during Mother's Day is an amazing hit. The day before Mother's Day, I shouldn't write a blog post about the five things that you need to buy this Mother's Day because everybody got the gifts the day before, three days before, and you're not gonna rank in Google within just one day. You need to plan for that in advance, folks. This is the same way that you need to be thinking about fantasy sports. It's like identify issues before they arise. If you are planning, for example, to launch something in your business and the week that you are launching it, everyone in your company is out on vacation, probably not the best week to do it, folks, right? Probably not, probably not the right time, right? You need to understand that. You need to have yourself and set yourself up to be 10 steps ahead to ensure that you have your bases covered. In the same same sentence, in the communication industries specifically, too many businesses focus on right now rather than next week. They don't plan for the fact that if they do something next year, next month, next quarter, they could actually unlock an amazing amount of ROI. They could unlock some amazing success for the business. And as a result of that, they struggle to do it. Right? You need to constantly be thinking ahead, folks. You need to be thinking ahead instead of just being stuck in what's happening right now. Every week is a new week. This is another important one, right? Every single week is a new week in fantasy sports. You can't just constantly um, be looking back and feeling relaxed because your team has been on a roll, right? Everything is fresh right? Treat your first like your last and your last like your first. That's the same mentality that you need to have when it comes to, to your, your business, to marketing, to entrepreneurship, to, to creation. The moment that you become content with your own skills is the moment that you start to settle. I said it back in 2008. I don't think I'll ever be able to settle. I don't think settling is something that I do. I'm not built that way. I don't think I'll ever settle. I'll always need something. I'll always be chasing something. And I believe that a lot of people will just kind of chill and coast because they're not willing to push themselves, right? 
I'm striving to push myself to learn new things, build new skills always, right? So I can say that my time here has been well spent. Every day is a new opportunity to be better than the person that you were yesterday. And it's our choice whether or not we want to take strides and make that a reality or if we want to accept ourselves as where we are and be okay with that. I'm not judging you. You do you any day of the week. Do you. But for me personally, I believe in constantly tinkering, experimenting, trying, and doing new things. And from it, I have new opportunities. I have opportunities to see new things, to try new things, experiment with new things, to push myself in to have that adrenaline rush of doing something for the first time and seeing what it's like to achieve a certain thing for the very first time. In fantasy sports, it's easy to get comfortable. To say, my team is so good, I don't need to trade anymore. I don't need to watch the waiver wire anymore. But in reality, you should. Every single week that you know your password is a week for you to have a chance to win. And it's a week for you to make that team better. So you should be looking at your fantasy football team and your business daily, trying to think, how can I improve? In business for me, I'm constantly playing a game of how can I better improve as a leader? How can I improve the actual way in which foundation shows up for our clients? How can we improve the way that we show up for our team? How can I improve the way that we operate as a remote first company? How can we improve as a leadership team? How can we improve the way that we interact with partners, with clients, with others? How can we improve our reporting? Everything. Everything is always in a state of improvement. Nothing is finite. Nothing is complete. Everything can evolve and change and improve. I do want to point out that another part of success for fantasy is taking a risk. Sometimes you need to break all the rules. Sometimes you have to say, great, Ross, I hear you. I understand, but I'm going to zig while you zag. I'm going to do something else. You're going to have to make people call you nuts. You're going to have to make people say, that's wild. I can't believe you did that. Because at the end of the day, sometimes those moves are the moves that get you that championship. Sometimes those moves are the ones that get you the gold. Sometimes those are the moves that get you to the place that you finally, ultimately, actually desire to be. Will it be easy? No, not a question in my mind. It will not be easy, nor will business. But I encourage you to remember these simple steps, to remember these simple ideas, that you should know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Never bench your studs. Remove that personal bias. Identify potential issues before they arise. Recognize that every week is a new week. And be, be careful with the smack talk. Use it wisely and make it your friend when necessary. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I wish you all the best in your fantasy football season. Go Eagles, go underdogs. And I am rooting for all of you, not only in your fantasy sports, but also in your business, and in your life. Go get them. I'm Ross Simmons, and I will see you on the internet. If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down.